Yo, 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 mic check, one, two, three, mic check, one, two, three. Yo, this is another episode of Sit Down with Slims. I'm doing something a little different this time, man. Um, This is episode number 11. I really feel like I should have did this episode one, but hey, it's better now than never. So for this episode, it's just going to be me by myself, man. I'm just going to go ahead and uh give y'all a whole breakdown of who I am and what I got going on and you know, what I'm doing with this podcast thing. Um, I guess you can count this as number episode number 11, episode number 12. Um, I got 10 episodes that's actually on the app. I got another very, very, very good episode that's out on YouTube with uh, Jam. And shout out, Jam. I'm recording this on Monday. Happy birthday, Jam. Um, but yeah, I got an episode on there with him. You know, it did pretty good. Looked pretty good. I liked it a lot. But anyway, um, so I guess this will be episode number 11 officially. And um, I really just need to give a whole breakdown <laughs> of who I am and what I got going on. So we can start out. Uh, Hi, my name is Slim. <laughs> Don't that sound like some rehab type stuff? Hi, my name is Slim. I'm an addict. Nah, for real though. But when it comes to this podcasting thing, I probably am an addict because this is all I do right now. This is all I think about. Um, of course I got other things going on that I'll probably get into a little bit later, but as for right now, it's all I can think about, man. I wake up thinking about this. I go to sleep thinking about it. This is what I really want to do. I'm one of them type people where, um, I make commitments. Whenever I start something, I have to finish it. I'm committed to it. Um, I eat, uh, drink, live and shit it basically. That's all. That's all I can focus on. And I'm always trying to, you know, obtain my goals man make sure i'm you know i can be the best i can do everything i have to do to accomplish this goal but yeah so a little bit about me man i'm um i'm 28 years old you know as you probably can tell nice humble educated young black man um the reason why i wanted to start this podcast is I've always had an idea to do a podcast. Basically, I feel like my conversation skills and my opinions are a little bit more superior than the average person. Not because I think I'm the smartest person in the world. I know I'm not the smartest person in the world, probably not even close. But the difference between me and most people is I have an opinion and I'll voice my opinion. A lot of people are scared to voice their opinions because they just simply feel like, you know, not even that they're dumb. They just lack the confidence and they're scared that someone else is going to see them as dumb. Me, I don't too much worry about that. Whenever I have something on my mind that I want to say, I'll just vocalize it. And of course, you know, I do my research behind things before I say them most of the time. I'm not going to say all the time, most of the time. And I just voice my opinion. And the things about opinions is it's your opinion. You get to speak on it however you want to. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not one of those people that think everyone deserves to voice their opinion because a lot of people have stupid ass opinions and just say shit out, just out their ass, like just some bullshit, which leads me to social media. That's why social media is crazy, man. Social media is one of them things where it's like everybody wants to voice their opinion and nobody fucking acts like the best thing that's on social media right now is the little post everyone is posting where it says uh nobody and then it says nothing then it says me and it's speaking out that's a good ass representation of what people are doing on social media today nobody's asking them anything about anything and they're just all vocalizing it that's how people always are. <laughs> they just want to make sure they get they they just want to make sure they get their point across. And their point is always going to be, you know, one track, one minded and super selfish. And I feel like that's the difference between me and most people. I'm able to look at things open mindedly. Like even if I don't agree, I still can sit down and understand why that person feels that way and why that person thinks that way. Most people can't do that. If it's not in their life, they don't understand. For instance, I'll give you a good example. Um, I don't have kids, but just because I don't have kids doesn't mean that. You know, I don't know anything about kids or I can't have a conversation about parenting because I've been a kid before. <laughs> I've had a parent before. So that's my experience from it. I'm not like I wouldn't sit here and try to give my point of view about, you know, having kids from a standpoint of having kids because I don't have kids. If that makes sense. I know that sounded like real mumbo jumbo ish. But yeah. But, you know, I would give an overall view 
a generalization of it, basically. Uh, most people are, you know, they're just unable to do that, man. They're unable to look at things from all different angles. They they only see things from their angle. You just have to tackle things from different angles. But, yeah, man, so my name's Slim. Of course, that's not my real name, man. That's a nickname. My real name is uh, Rodney, Rodney Eugene LaPrade Jr. Um, I'm a military brat. Uh, I was born in Fort Polk, Louisiana, a, a military base right outside of Alexandria, Louisiana. I probably said that wrong because I'm, I, I don't remember being there a day in my life. <laughs> Everyone that that knows about the military knows that uh you know you move around a lot, man. So basically, I just moved around almost most of my life. I stayed in Louisiana for a little while. Um, I stayed in Augusta for like three, four years. I stayed in Germany for like six years. I came back this time to Evans, which is right outside of Augusta, a nice suburban town outside of Augusta. I stayed there for a long time, stayed in Kentucky for like two years, um, came back, came back to Evans, stayed in Evans for another couple years, uh, went to college at Georgia Southern for two years down in Statesboro, um, stayed in Atlanta for like a year. And then I've been back here in Evans for like the last four years, maybe, you know, trying to accomplish all my business ventures or whatnot. Um, Georgia Southern, um, what made me go to Georgia Southern? Georgia Southern, to be honest, I don't even know if I really wanted to go to Georgia Southern. I had started going to college at Georgia Military College, you know, just a little community college and it was just something about college that just made me feel good. Growing up, I didn't even really like school like that because I'm one of those people. I don't like people telling me what to do. Like, you know, just sitting like <laughs> y'all sitting here listening to this. Just think about this. You used to go to school and you used to have to raise your hand to use the bathroom. How silly does that sound? Like you being a 15, 16 year old and you have to raise your hand to go to a bathroom. That sounds crazy, right? <laughs> so for me, it was just the authority thing. Like that's what I hated about school. So I never thought I would go to college. But at the time in my life, nothing I was trying to do was working. And I had a good conversation with my mom and my mom basically convinced me like, hey, you know, you should go to college. Like you're not dumb. You read a lot like you'll probably like it. You just have to give it another shot. It's not going to be anything like high school. And I'm actually happy I did that. Matter of fact, the first school, I didn't start out at GMC. I started out when I was in Kentucky. I went to a community college out there for one semester called, um, I think, Elizabeth Community, Elizabeth Technical Community College or other way around. I See, I don't even remember. I only went there for a semester. But I remember my first day. Um, going to the school and signing up for classes. I went up there, of course, I signed up for like two classes. You know, it probably was like intro to business and English, you know, something like that. I came and told my mom, like, hey, you know, I registered for school today, feeling like she'll be so proud of me and stuff. Man, I'll never forget. My mom <laughs> looked at that schedule and was like, where's the rest of your classes? I was like, oh, this it right here. I'm, you know, I'm taking two classes. She was like, boy, you need to take at least five. Really, you should take six. Everyone that knows about college knows six classes in a semester is extremely tough. But for some reason, my mom always been that person that just thought I was, you know, just better than the rest of people. And I never thought that about myself at that time, especially, you know, at this time, I'm like 19 years old. I'm going through, you know, a couple things in my life trying to trying to, you know, get over that hump. I didn't think I would be able to do something like that. But, you know, I basically just followed what she said. Went back to the school, signed up for six classes. Um, I can't even sit here and say it was extremely, extremely difficult. It wasn't really that difficult for me. I just went to school every day, did my work. I think I finished that semester with like two C's, two B's, and two A's or something like that. Um, moved back to uh, Evans, Georgia. Didn't know if I was going to go back to school or not. Just was like, hey, you know, I'm just going to find a job and I'm just going to wing it. I think I moved back to Evans in like a May and then came like November, December. I was like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go to school this January. Ended up going to another community college, Georgia Military College. And um, I loved it, man. My first, my first semester, I had straight A's. Like I think my lowest grade probably was like a 95 or a 96, you know. 
um, I just knew school was my thing. I just loved it. So I ended up getting my associate's degree. I started school there in like January. I got my associate's degree in like December, like that December. So I guess I was in school, uh, you could say like a year and a half, um, got an associate's degree. And then uh, I didn't go to school that semester after that because I still didn't know what I was going to do. Something was telling me, like, I really want to start a cleaning business or go back to school and get a certification. I actually regret not going back to school and get a, uh, getting a certification. I want to get a certification in, like, uh, electrical wiring or plumbing. I was stuck between those two because um, uh, I think I skipped something. I got my associate's degree in uh, business administration. I always, you know, I always had a business mind state, like <laughs> – it sounds crazy, but you know how, like, it's always the kid that sells nicks and dimes and he swear he's just the hustler of the year. Yeah, I probably was one of them type kids. Like, <laughs> you know, you sell a couple bags, you start thinking you Jay-Z, you a, a young entrepreneur. But, nah, like, even when I was real young, I used to cut grass sometimes, you know, just stuff like that. All I could think about was business. So, I wanted to start my own business, but at the same time, I wanted the education, you know. Um, school made me feel powerful. It made me feel like I, I just knew something, and I just loved it, man. I just got a thrill of it. You know, I love competition. I love how you're in school and you're trying to be the best you can be. So I ended up going to Georgia Southern because basically my baby brother wanted to go to Georgia Southern. So I just like, well, he's going to Georgia Southern. You know, I'll go out there and I just help him out. Uh, went to Georgia Southern. I'm not gonna say I liked it. I'm not gonna say I disliked it. You know, it was cool. School was all right. Um. Living out there in Statesboro at this time, I, I want to say I'm, oh, matter of fact, I moved out there on my 22nd birthday, uh, June 3rd, I want to say 2000 and 2012, maybe? Yeah, 2012. That's when I moved out there, my 22nd birthday. So imagine, I'm 22 years old, and I'm out here with all these, you know, 18 to 22-year-olds. I felt pretty old. <laughs> I felt real old, but it wasn't nothing crazy, man. Um went to school, end up getting my uh bachelor's in business uh business management and after that I had no idea what I was going to do. Let's just skip over all that. Matter of fact, nah, we're not going to skip over that cuz that's probably one of the most important parts. People think that once you go to school, you're going to finish school and you know, you're going to live the American dream like instantly when you finish school, you're going to have this six-figure job. <laughs> um the the world is is just going to bow down to you because now you have now you have this piece of paper. Now you're educated. All these companies going to be knocking down your doors, trying to get you into their offices and working for them. I quickly found out that is not how things go. <laughs> you put your resume out there. Some people even want to see your transcripts because, you know, you might apply for an internship or something like that. And yeah, man, it's rough out there. They really want some experience, but it's like, how can you have experience and you're only 24 years old, you know, or 22 years old for people that, you know, went to college right after um, high school? So no experience. You got an education. Hard to find a job. Every job you do find is, you know, entry level. Like it may be door to door. I remember I ended up getting a job with uh, AT&T and, you know, everything was good. I worked on a marketing team for like a month, month and a half. This was like right after this wasn't right after I finished college. Uh, I finished college in like July because I went to summer school. I want to say this was around like mm, maybe August, September. And, um, you know, marketing thing didn't fall through how it was supposed to. <laughs> they ended up splitting all of us up as managers and my assignment was door to door sales. I quickly learned that door to door sales is not for me. Um sales sales is all right. It's you know, I I can do sales, but door to door it's so hard trying to sell somebody something that's not even in the market for it. Like, think about it right now. If you're listening to this and you're sitting down in your house right now, uh, whatever you're doing, listening to the podcast, imagine if I come knocking on your door right now and I'm trying to sell you a vacuum cleaner. You're going to look at me and be like, bro, if I wanted a vacuum cleaner, I would have went to Walmart and got a vacuum cleaner. I don't need nobody knocking on my door trying to sell me a vacuum cleaner. So, you know, AT&T, you're knocking on the door and you're trying to sell somebody internet, um, internet cable and a cell phone that already have all three of those things. It's like, bro, 
Come on. <laughs> but yeah, so I figured that out real quick. And I want to say after that, I worked at um, I worked at a Waffle House. I couldn't do the Waffle House thing, man. It was just too much. But at that Waffle House, I met somebody that worked at a Cracker Barrel. And um, he ended up getting me in at the Cracker Barrel. I worked there overnight. He kind of he kind of sold me a lot of dreams. He promised me that uh that I was going to um get into this management program and I was going to become a manager and he was like, you know, the managers there make X amount of money and woo woo blah blah. I learned a valuable lesson from that. People will will spray you. They will tell you they will tell you anything that sounds good cuz that was not the case. I ended up working there for like I don't know, maybe like 6 months. Six months, maybe a little bit longer. And um, every time I asked about getting into the management program, he just looked at me like I was crazy. And all the other managers just looked at me like, bro, you're basically like an overnight janitor. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't even serve or you don't even cook food. And besides that, anyway, while I was working there, I was looking at the manager, looking at how many hours they work. And I was like, dog, this is this isn't what I want to do anyway. So what ended up happening, I went to... um. Uh, my mom moved to Texas. She was living at, uh, in Texas at the time, and it was my brother's birthday. So I was like, hey, you know, it's my brother's birthday. I'm going to go uh, pick him up. He was living in Augusta at the time. I was like, I'm going to go pick him up, and I'm going um, to um, fly him out to Texas so we can see my mom and just kick it with her for his birthday. So we ended up going out there, and, uh, you know, of course, you know, your parents, they're asking you what's going on, how you been, and woo-woo-woo. So I'm just telling her, I'm like, man, I'm going to be honest with you, ma. I ain't really happy. Like, you know, I thought I was going to finish school and get get me a nice government job and woody woody woo. And um at that age, your parents can't really tell you what to do. And I don't mean like in a like some authority or something like that. I mean like they can't really help you or guide you in in the direction that you really want to go in. When you hit like 24, 25 years old, your parents don't even really know you like that anymore. They still remember you when you were 17, 18. They haven't really been around you in like the last 4 or 5 years. They don't know what you're thinking. Like you can try to explain it to you uh, to them as much as you want, but they don't really know what you're thinking or what you want know what you want to do. But the conversation I ended up having with her made me uh open my mind and think about what I really wanted to do. I was like, you know, I really want to start my own business. That's what I want to do. I don't want to work for, for someone else. And, you know, like, I disagree with everything I'm doing at work with these people. So uh, I ended up flying back. And, um, you know, the whole trip, I had a, a real good trip. I think I was there for, like, four or five days and the whole trip i just was thinking like what can i do what can i do what can i do well i used to work for a cleaning business before i even um went to georgia southern when i was in evans getting my associate's degree i worked for a cleaning business the whole time and i was real close with the guy i worked for so i ended up calling him like hey man you know i want to get into the cleaning business you think you can help me he was like yeah man where you at right now I was like man I, uh, I live in atlanta he was like well shoot if you if you come back to augusta you know I got you. You can come work for me and I'll just show you how to get into this. So that's what I did, man. I um came back from Texas, brought my brother back to Augusta. I met up with him, had a conversation with him, came back to Atlanta. Uh, I was working two jobs at the time. I think I was working at Walmart, too, which didn't last long. <laughs> it lasted like two seconds. So I didn't tell them anything. Um, the the uh, Cracker Bear I worked at, I basically walked in there and was like, hey, man, you know, uh, I'm moving back to Augusta, man. Uh, I was trying to go next week or whatever. I know it's real unprofessional to give you a one week notice, but Hey, and he was like, man, come on, man. You know, at least give me two weeks, man. Just train somebody else for me. And the manager was real nice. So I was like, you know, all right, I got you, man. So train the person for him, ended up staying those two weeks and moved back to Augusta, man. And, um, work, worked, um, with, the guy uh, I was speaking with, worked with him. He ended up doing exactly what he said, showing me everything. You know, I was supervising basically his day-to-day businesses. Um, he had a cleaning business that he ran. You know, during the day, he basically put me in a couple buildings and let me supervise those accounts. And then at nighttime, he um, he had a, um, a hood cleaning business. For those of you who don't know what a hood is, a hood is the grease traps that's 
that's on top of like the fryers and the grills and restaurants man that is some crazy work cleaning them things you have to basically put boards on top of the fryers and on top of the grills and then you scrape all the grease out and you spray acid on it so it'll eat through and cut through all that grease and then you wipe it all down and make it shiny that's a hell of that's some work right there um I'm gonna be honest with you. I hated the hours was crazy, <laughs> like because you know you can only clean it when the when the restaurants close. Some restaurants don't close till midnight, one o'clock. So you go in there at midnight, one o'clock. You're not done till like five thirty, six o'clock. They about to open up again. Like uh, the biggest account he had was like a Burger King. He did all the Burger Kings in Augusta. Those of you that's familiar with the Augusta area. Um, there's like seven or eight Burger Kings in the CSRA area and he, we were cleaning all of them, but the Burger Kings don't close till midnight. So we basically had five hours to do a seven to eight hour job. <laughs> so we would go in there, try to speed through it, try to get it done. And, um, yeah, man, it was a hell of some work, but I ended up starting my own cleaning business and, um, I did that with Jam Pro. Any of you that's ever interested in uh, uh, buying into a franchise, I would definitely give you some really good advice. Um, my advice, well, I guess I'll just say it on here. My, uh, my advice would be definitely, definitely, definitely do your research before you get into it, of course, before you get into anything. But one of the biggest things you should understand is when you buy into a franchise, you know, of course, they're going to give you the title franchise owner and things like that. But and this is just my opinion right here. Of course, this is in fact, this is just my opinion from my experience. You're not really the owner. You're you're technically more of like a like a supervisor because it's still their business. They control it. Um, only thing you do is you control your day to day. You control how you run it, how you want to manage it. But it's a lot of rules that you have to follow. So. Technically, you're still up under their umbrella, but it's just, you know, your your separate business up under their umbrella. So if 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 you want 100 percent freedom, I definitely would recommend starting your own thing, man, because uh, I had a real rough time being with uh, the cleaning company Jam Pro. I was with them. Uh, on my own for probably about a year and some change or something and yeah man you know it's a lot of politics that get involved with all this cleaning stuff i mean uh with uh franchises and you basically just have to follow the rules man you got to follow what they want you to do yeah you got to follow with what they want you to do man just play by the rules um i would definitely recommend for anyone out there that wants to start their own business in anything start it from scratch man make it yours because that's actually what i'm doing right now i just started my own cleaning business it's called rotland um i have a site that i got up that's about to be up and running and you know uh probably next week here um i'm real proud of it um it's nothing like just seeing something grow starting from you know your own but um Anyway, back to this podcast thing. The way I started this podcast thing was uh, I always had the ideal or whatever, but, you know, just didn't really execute it and um, ended up doing it and started to like it a lot. And like I said earlier, uh, once I start doing something, I just can't stop. <laughs> I just go into overdrive. So started the podcast and um, I'm doing pretty well, man. Like I said, this is episode number 11 right here. And I feel like I just want to, you know, give the people that's been rocking with me, been listening to me, give them a little breakdown of who I am. And um, I'm going to keep this thing going. Um, I know it's a lot of people that do podcasts, whatever. And people always ask me, how do I think I'm going to be different from those podcasts? And basically, I'm just going to be unapologetically me, man. I'm just going to give you me at all times. I'm not going to water it down, nothing like that, which is why I don't know if y'all notice. I don't play a lot of music on my on my podcast. Um, it's a lot of things I just don't do because, you know, um, I really plan on doing this for the long run, like, um, I take this very serious. This is like it's it's a passion and a job for me. I want to be able to monetize it. I don't want anybody to be in my pocket. So I don't play music because um, I want to make sure it's clear so I can make money off of it. And then on top of that, um, a lot of things that you do, people are going to want to be in your pocket. You know, um, I need 100 percent creative control over something like this. So I would never like never like try to try to uh 
sell my podcast to a radio station or anything like that because I just want to be able to do what I want to do. Yes, I cuss. I have a horrible mouth. <laughs> I don't have to cuss, but I do cuss. I actually could sit down and do a radio show and not cuss. That's not a big deal for me whatsoever. But as far as this podcast right here, nah, I want to be comfortable. I want to be able to say what I want to say. And I'm going to give you my real life opinions. Ain't going to be no politically correct bullshit on here. None of that shit. If I'm feeling it, I'm going to say it. That's what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the raw. I'm going to give you the real at all times. I feel like a lot of people that's in media right now, they don't give you that, man. Like, if you sit down and you listen to uh, Charlemagne, you listen to Joe Button, you listen to them early on, man, you'll see they're totally different people from right now. And um, most of it, I will, I will admit, is from them growing as people and them understanding things and, and them seeing things. But a big chunk of it too, like I say, that's probably about sixty-five percent of it. But a big chunk, like a good twenty percent. Is because they got to tap dance and they got to play those little industry games, man. You can't piss people off. Like, you can't get up there and, you know, bad mouth gaze. They will get you the hell out of here nowadays because most people are super liberal. And it's crazy how it swung so fast. Like, if you remember, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, it seems like everybody that was in your face talking to you all the time was super conservatives. Like, only thing they talked about was traditions. Like, hey, man, American dream, uh, get you a house, work you a good job, um, get married, start you a family, woody, woody, whoop. Nowadays, everything is just super liberal. I'm talking about super liberal. Like, People people just want to be free. They just want you to accept them for them. Like I actually have a theory, man. I think um I think um face tattoos is gonna be accepted soon. Like that's how liberal people are. People are like, hey man, um it's way too traditional for you to not be accepting tattoos. Like everyone have everyone has them nowadays. And then when the people our age start getting into power, you know, it's going to be accepted. But yeah, I got off in a tangent. What was I talking about? I was talking about Charlemagne and Joe Budden. Yeah, Charlemagne and Joe Budden. They just you know they got to do their little tap dancing thing here and there. And you know I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. But that's not what you're gonna get from me. <laughs> you're gonna get that real. You're gonna get that raw. You're gonna get that uncut. And I got a lot of things I got plan uh for this month right here some very creative things i'm gonna do um <laughs> man it's just man and this podcast is just gonna be a nice roller coaster ride you know just sit back enjoy it ride with me uh i really appreciate everybody that has been supporting me man Everybody that's been sharing my podcast, everybody that liked my Facebook page, you know, the people that's that's been listening week to week, uh, writing me, uh, giving feedback. Don't ever be scared to hit me up and write me and give some feedback, man. I love it. Good or bad. I love it, man. I'll sit there. I'll have a conversation with you. If you hear something on my podcast and you like it or you don't like it, it don't matter, man. You can hit me up. You can talk to me. Um. <laughs> I'm a very approachable person, which is funny. Uh, I told you this episode is basically about me growing up. I wouldn't say I was the the approachable person. A lot of people didn't even understand about me. I had really bad social anxiety. Like I kind of played it off a little bit. Like, haha, I think I'm super cool type type thing. But nah, man, I had bad social anxiety growing up. I stuttered real bad. Every once in a while, you'll hear me stutter on my podcast. But I stuttered real bad growing up. I don't think I stopped stuttering real bad till like probably like fourth fifth grade i kind of got it together and the only reason why i got it together then is because they were trying to put me in these speech classes and i hated and i hated speech classes and stuff like that so i was like man let me figure this thing out <laughs> and i kind of figured it out i noticed i just was talking too fast and then a lot of people don't think this is real but you can think way faster than your mouth moves and i think that's my problem i think i just I got so much in my mind I want to let out, and when it all comes at comes at me at once, I just you know just get to stuttering and shit. People be laughing at me because I stutter like every blue moon. My homeboys be laughing and shit like, yeah, that shit secretly pisses me off too. But <laughs> back to what I was saying, man. Growing up, real bad social anxiety or whatever. But yeah, so back then I probably I probably didn't look like much of a approachable person but 
when I hit like 21 years old, I started to, um, you know, I started to change. I feel like most people, they come into their self around like the age of 21. But yeah, I started to change and I started to notice like, hey, um, there's people that, you know, have real good conversation skills. They talk to everyone. You know, they're very friendly. Um, that's the only way you're going to really make it in life is if you are an approachable person. So, you know, I started to, you know, try to be that approachable person. And now that I have a podcast, I really have no choice but to be approachable and, you know, network and things like that. Cause that's the only way you're going to grow. Basically what I'm saying is for everyone listening, you have to, um, you have to get out that shell, you know, don't just wake up every day and be like, hey, this is who I am and I'm just going to be like this forever. Nah, you don't have to be that way, man. You really should wake up every day and try to become a better person. Try to get better with things. Don't don't leave yourself in that box, man. Go outside that box. Uh, Come outside yourself, man. Just every day wake up, look in the mirror and be like, hey, today I'm going to work on this. I'm going to get better at this. Woody, woody, woo, blah, blah. Because, you know, the definition of insane is someone that just repeatedly does the same things, expecting different results. That makes you insane. Wake up every day, become a better person. Me personally, I don't even like being around people that don't want to be better. People that keep doing the same things and keep getting knocked back, thinking that, Oh, I'm going to come a millionaire off of doing this or I'm going to Nah, I don't even want those type people around me, man, because things aren't going to get better for you until you better yourself. And then um, that leads me to another good topic. Money, man. People are motivated by money. If you're motivated by money, I'm going to sit here and tell you, you will never find happiness. You know how they say money is the root of all evil? Yes, money is money really you need it to live, but don't let it be the, the number one thing that motivates you. Um, you should be motivated by success. You should just want to be successful. And money money shouldn't be your number one measure of success. Your number one measure of success should be where you are, man, where you are as a person. Like, that's the most important thing in life. Man, that's just like yesterday I was sitting down and I was... um. Reading up on something that I seen that I thought was very, very, very interesting. Uh, I seen that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was selling his, um, his uh, I think, three of his championship rings. And I was like, man, why would someone with so much money like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sell his championship rings? That sounds like a stunt someone like O.J. Simpson to do. You know, somebody that's broke and needs some money. I was like, so it has to be something behind this. Um, so... I sat down and I read up on it or whatever because I seen it sold for a couple million dollars. I should have wrote down a number, but I know the number was like two or three million dollars. And I was like, let me read up on this and see why he sold, why he sold these championship rings. Because I know he didn't do it for no selfish reason. Everybody that knows about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, he's he's a very strong leader. He's someone that's always been right there in the front for um for uh, uh social black issues. So. <laughs> Um, what I learned is he sold his championship rings and the, and the majority of the money he made off of it went to his charity, the Skyhooked, uh, the Skyhook organization. Uh, I, I think that's what it's called, but I just thought that was amazing. Like people like that, you can tell they're not solely motivated by money. Of course, everyone is a competitor. Of course, everyone wants to have money, you know, things like that. But yeah, man, that's just, just amazing. Like it goes back to what I was just saying about waking up and want to be better. People like that, they want to leave a stump on this on this earth. You know, they don't want to leave this earth and not be remembered. Everybody wants to be remembered. That's how you get remembered on this earth, doing things that makes your, uh, you know, makes your legacy big, makes your legacy bright. People will always remember, man, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sold some championship rings, something that was dear to him for other people. You know, a very selfless person. That's what it's about, man. Some people, they're just way too selfish, man. All they think about is themselves. That man right there, he's a very good example of a selfless person. I deal with that a lot also, too, man. Uh, I've noticed in my life that I was 
I've always been a selfless person. I've always helped other people. I cared about other people. And I'm still like that. And I'll never change. But, you know, I didn't really get that same love back. Like, it's a lot of people still to this day, you know, I help them out or whatever. I'm always there for them whenever they need something. But when I need something, nobody's ever there for me, man. <laughs> like, literally never, man. They're, they're never there for me. They don't try to hit me up and see if I ate, you know. But whenever they need something, it's like, hey, man, Slim, I really need you, man. But, yeah, people are just selfish, man. As people, you know, you can't just you can't just worry about yourself. This world, this world is full of so many people. Literally, you compared to everybody else on this world, you're just like a little piece of dust, man. It's so many other people. And I just think I just think everybody needs to get better. On my podcast, it's just pretty much gonna be, you know, good topics like this, man. That's what I'm gonna pride myself in coming up with very good topics, interesting topics, starting conversations on things that people normally don't talk about. Um you, you might get a little laughs here and there. You might get a little ignorant here and there. But one thing you won't do is you won't see a whole episode about Tristan Thompson cheating on on which one was it, Courtney or Chloe? Chloe Kardashian. I don't care about shit like that. I don't care about, man, I'll give you a good example about me and who I am as a person. Um, I've never sat down and watched Love and Hip Hop a day in my life. I can't stand love and hip hop. I can't stand the type of people that will be on love and hip hop. I actually, I'm, I actually get disappointed when I see people I really like on love and hip hop. Like the first thing that got me interested in it, like what, what, what really is it? I seen Jim Jones on it, and I was like, you know, I grew up looking at Jim Jones. Why would Jim Jones be on this? And I looked at, I see he's on there crying. I'm like, oh yeah, this got to be scripted. Then now I see Joel's on there. I see Joe Budden. And I'm just like, man, why why do these guys want to do this? But that basically breaks down who I am as a person. I just don't like that ignorant, ratchet-ass shit. Like, the shade room, I cannot stand the shade room. I do not follow the shade room. Do not send me anything from the shade room. Like, And that's not even no dish. That's not even no beef or anything like that. It's just that... I don't like places that show a lot of negative. I just, you know, I would rather see some good. Like social media, let's be honest, we're all addicted to it to some point. So when I get on social media, I don't want to see a whole bunch of negativity, which is why I stopped going on World Star Hip Hop also. Like I don't want to watch fight videos 24-7 or I don't want to see who got a chain snatch or stuff like that. I just want to see some uplifting things, man, some positive things. That's what I want to see when I wake up. So I have a lot of motivational speakers that's on you know, my social media. Like one of my favorite people is Gary V. And I actually went to the bookstore today looking for his book, Crushing it but i found it but i want to say it was like 32 dollars, and i seen it online for like 16 dollars. i was like man i'm just gonna say that little what that that little 18 dollars or whatever it was i'd rather just get it online but yeah though man that's just the type stuff i want to see that's that's actually the type person I want to be. Like, I want to be somebody that people can look up to, someone that someone can call when they need some information or when they just need a little insight about something. I don't want to be the person that someone calls and be like, uh, what the females be doing on Love and Hip Hop. They be like, ooh, bitch, let me tell you how. Nah, I ain't even with all that shit. But if you are like that, that's fine. Don't stop listening to my podcast. <laughs> that's fine, man. But me personally, that's not what you're going to get from me. Like, I feel like everybody needs that healthy balance. It's just like um, I'm a very strong, ambitious person or whatever. Um, But, you know, as far as, like, love goes and stuff like that, I wouldn't want to be with someone that thinks like me. I would much rather have someone that's a strong nurturer, you know, something like that. Um, I feel like opposites attract and I feel like you need a healthy, a healthy balance in life. Like there's nothing wrong. If you are interested in all that ratchet stuff I was just talking about, I'm not judging you whatsoever. There is nothing wrong with, you know, partaking in the ratchetness, but you also need the healthy balance. Like you can listen and watch that ratchet shit and you can also listen to me talk, <laughs> talk all this peace and positivity thing. But yeah, um, life is about growth, man. Honestly, I haven't always been like this, you know, when when I was younger, all I cared about was when, uh, when I mean younger, I mean like 14, 15, 16, 17. All I cared about was smoking weed and, you know, fucking ratchet ass bitches and, you know, <laughs> shit like that. But as I got older, 
that stuff starts to just become nothing to me like you know it's not important whatsoever and now where i'm at all i care about is working on myself and becoming a better person and then just you know most importantly having good energy around me man a lot of people don't even understand that you you pretty much pick up the energy from others like when someone is around you and, and they're negative and they're they're always doing just ignorant ass shit it rubs off on you people love to say things like oh no nah, i'm not influenced by other people i'm my own person what they do has nothing to do with me this and that blah blah no that's 100 percent false um the things that you are influences you completely basically you are what you consume if if you're eating like shit, if you're talking like shit, if you're just being shit, what is it? You're just going to be shit like you're not going to be able to help it. So be around some good energy, man. Like, you know, um, if you're if you're 32 years old and you have a lot of good things going for yourself and your best friend that you grew up with is in and out the clubs every day begging their their significant other or the person they have kids with for forty dollars so they can go to the club or get a ratchet ass club dress and go to the club that's not the person you need to be around every day that's the type of person you need to hit up like once a month and be like hey you want to go out and get a drink uh, when i get out work or something don't be around that person every day because they're going to hold you back eventually because eventually you start to hang out with this person you're starting to pick up things that they do that's going to hold you back. But if you're around somebody positive that, you know, hits you up on a Saturday morning, like, hey, man, I'm uh, I'm actually about to go to the, mal- the uh, mountains and, you know, take a hike this morning. Would you like to go? And you're like, yeah, you know, sure. That's something different or whatever. You end up going to the mi- uh, the mountains, taking a hike. You love it. And you're like, you know what? I actually want to get involved in this health thing, you know, like, um. I could, you know, I could stand to lose like, you know, five, 10 pounds or whatever. I can get into this health thing. Then next thing you know, you get into the health thing and your mind, body and soul is just, you know, empowered. And that's because you was around somebody positive that showed you something new instead of just taking you to the club every goddamn weekend. So you can shake some ass and get some cheap ass liquor because, you know, in them clubs, the motherfuckers be taking Patron bottles and filling it up with Jose Cuevo and shit. (laughs) For real And y'all crazy as hell If y'all think that's not the trick But yeah man Be around positive people People that you know Can just motivate you to be better That's what I love I hate someone that's you know Just always doing the same things man Open my mind up Show me something different Because if you're around me I'm gonna show you something different That's the type of person I am But yeah I'm glad I brought that example up though Cause speaking of health um, that's actually one of my biggest interests right now. I've been on this health journey. Uh, this is my second year right here. I probably started like January of last year. Yeah, I probably started like um, January of last year. I started out at like maybe 235, 40 pounds. I was real fat, had a big ass Gucci gut, drinking Hennessy and eating hot wings every day. So you can just imagine how I was. And um, I started out slow, man. I just started, you know, walking here and there, eating right four, four or five days a week, still drinking on weekends and eating like shit. But I still was losing weight, you know. I was losing like, you know, two pounds this week, three pounds this week, four pounds this week. Then I got real strict with it. And, excuse me, I got real strict with it and started and started um eating right like six days a week and working out like six days a week <laughs> and lost a lot of weight. I got all the way down to like 185. I was skinny as hell. <laughs> and I was like, man, I don't need to do that shit no more. So for like a whole solid year, I was on it. So fast forward to now, um, we just uh, got into March. Uh, I fell off real hard. January, um, December, uh, around the end of December, beginning of January, I just went on a fast food binge and was on it for like two straight months. I'm going to be honest with you, feel like shit, everything, <laughs> like literally you are what you eat. Eating shit, feel like shit, man. But I'm happy to say I'm back on it now, man. I, I was off and on with it like the last two weeks. 
Uh, today was my first day of starting a real strict diet, um, and I'm also going to vlog the process. It's a book. It's a book I've been reading for maybe the last six months. Of course, it, of course, it didn't take me six months to read no book, but it's a lot of exercises and recipes, you know, things in it like that. I recommend it for a lot for everyone. Um, it's called The Clean 20. It's by Dr. Ian Smith. And he basically talks about, you know, the, the type healthy foods that you should put into your diet, the things that, you know, you should stay away from and things that you don't have to stay away from. One of his biggest things is like, you know, like cheese and pork. He loves pork. He said that's his, first, uh, his favorite thing to eat. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I was on my health tip, I didn't really cut out a lot of red meats. Like um, I'm not really big on, on bacon on bacon and, and, and sausage like that i'm big on breakfast though really big on breakfast but i much rather just have turkey bacon which is crazy me saying this because this morning i actually had uh pork bacon <laughs> but i had cheese uh i mean i had eggs with uh cheese and kale in it and um i had some pancakes also uh pancakes are so delicious that's something you should cut out your diet also you know try to cut back on carbs and, and and sugars but every once in a while i have to have my sugars i just have to man but uh yeah cut out the sugars cut out the bread uh alcohol uh stop getting off work and you know pouring up a glass of wine or cracking open a couple beers but yeah anyway um I'm, I'm back on my health journey that's actually probably going to be my next vlog for the next 20 days i'm probably going to um uh just record and really be on this on this health tip but that's actually why i love the clean 20 because in the book he basically explains that it doesn't have to be 20 straight days you know um you can you can be on it for three days and you know you fall off two days and you just pick back up um at day four you know it doesn't have to be one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm on a strict diet right now. Woody, woody, woo. Because that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I might I might do five, six days in a row. And then a Sunday will come up. You know, I might have a couple drinks. I might go get a burger. But come Monday, I'm back on it. Wake up Monday morning, back in the gym. You know, I'm back with my health foods, stuff like that. That's why I love the Clean 20, man. Because what, what people don't understand, like, if you're listening to this right now and you're overweight and, you know, it's a hard process and you feel like you want to give up sometimes or whatever, man, don't give up, man. It's a journey, man. It is literally a journey. It's not something that's going to happen overnight it's something where you're going to see results a little bit at a time until you finally get there even if it takes you two years to lose the hundred pounds that you really want to lose man do you know how happy you're going to be when you finally lose that like whenever you the satisfaction you get from completing something that you started is priceless man it's priceless like i was talking about earlier with the business thing these are literally two businesses that I just started. Speaking of this cleaning business that I just started and I'm about to launch next week. And um, this podcast, do you know how good it makes me feel when I record a podcast episode and people give me feedback like, hey, man, you know, uh, that episode was real good. It taught me this or, you know, it's something I really needed to hear. Woody, woody, woo. Or I actually see it in like views like, hey, people really like this on the views. People are in my comments like saying, hey, man, this is real dope. Or even like I'm going to be honest also, like I'm one of those people that really don't like a lot of attention. But like when I do go out and, you know, people walk up to me and be like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, man, that podcast thing you're doing is real dope, man. Keep it up. You know, I'm tuned in. I'm locked in with it, man. You know, I'm proud of you or whatever. It makes you feel good, man. Just a sense of accomplishment. That's what I chased. It's like a thrill to me. It's like a high. It's a rush. I've never done heroin and uh, no hard drugs before, but that's what I can imagine it being, that rush I get from that feeling or whatever. Or like when you're in your car on the highway and you're going like 140 miles an hour, it's the same rush I feel when I accomplish things that I set out to do. So that's all the weight loss journey is, man. It's just a long journey of you being able to accomplish something you always set out to do. And, um... You know, it's going to be roadblocks in that journey. But as long as you overcome it, you'll be all right. But, yeah, that's one of my biggest interests right now um, as far as the whole health tip and the health journey. And anyone listening that's not really into it, man, I recommend, you know, just trying it for a little while. Like do a vegan diet for like two weeks or something, man. And you'll be so happy and, and just, you know, 
so proud of what you accomplished by doing it because it's just nothing, <laughs> man. It's just nothing like feeling good, like waking up every day and having energy and not being sluggish and things like that, man. I'm here to tell you, I promise you, you will feel a hundred times better if you eat better and work out. You don't even have to work out every day. You eat better and you work out like three days a week. It don't even have to be three days a week. If you pick a Tuesday and a Thursday where you go walk like two miles, you'll just feel so much better, man. Mind, body, and soul. I'm telling you. I know that sounds real earthy, like I'm about to spit you an Erica Badu verse, but nah, that's just real, man. That's just something to try. All right, if you one of them type of people that's like, uh, I don't want to go to the gym. It's just too many people in there. They get on my nerves. I don't really want to be around all, all those type of people. Man, find you a friend and go throw a Frisbee or shout out my nigga Trey because he loves doing little weird sports like that. But <laughs> go throw you a Frisbee. Go play some basketball. You know, take a walk. Um sign up for a yoga class or a dance class or something it's so many things you can do to be active man because think about it the hour you spend every day just sitting on the couch going through your phone looking at other people's lives that's an hour that you can have doing something better for yourself because worrying about other people isn't going to get you there man and um back to social media too you scrolling through your phone and looking at other people's lives let me tell you what social media is. Social media is nothing but a big-ass highlight tape. Like, man, shout out Maine from More Than The Masters. I heard him on his podcast today talking about how uh, kids are put together this fire-ass highlight tape, and then you go see them at the game, and it's like they're nothing like that. They're not as half is as good as they are in these highlights. Man, that's how social media is, man. People ain't going to show you nothing but they highlights. Like, literally, you'll be following a couple, and you'll see, oh, man, this couple goes on a trip every month. They're always traveling somewhere. You know, they got a dog. You know, they got a nice-ass house, this and that, woo doo doo woo But in reality, they're probably traveling somewhere with uh, a fucking high-ass uh, credit card with a damn high-ass APR on it or whatever, and um, they're probably neck deep and fucking dead <laughs> they probably hate each other and argue every other day but since you watch their highlight reel you're like hey man you know um they're living this good extravagant ass life like i know females tell me all the time they see females that you know travel a lot they study abroad and woody woody woo you know what i tell them I know females that do that also, and the reason why they do it is they're trying to leave the country because they have three and four hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt that they don't want to pay for. And like, really think about it. Think about you go to college for, let's say, six years. You get your master's degree, and you have almost four hundred thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. You're gonna die trying to pay that. Like, <laughs> unless you're going to school to be a lawyer or a doctor or something that that's guaranteed to pay you a lot of money, you're going to literally die in debt trying to pay this. Um, a lot of people know that and they try to get the fuck away from it, man. So social media, man, use social media for for what you what you need it for, man. Um, social media is a tool and um a tool is something that can be used for good. It can be used for bad. Like, think about it. Um, The garden tool, Um, a hoe. You take a hoe. I can take a hoe. I can spread some soil around. You know, I can plant some good seeds to grow some vegetables. You know, it could, you know I'm using this hoe for something good. You also can take a hoe and you can crack somebody's skull open. That's what social media is, man. It's a crazy, it's a crazy ass tool that's being used in all kind of ways. Like I said earlier, me personally, I use social media as motivation. You know, um, I'm looking at people that's always putting good into it. You know, I don't follow a whole bunch of people that's on some negative ass bullshit and anything like that. Like, um, I know I ramble a lot. Uh, I apologize for that. <laughs> but it's just like music, man. Music, if you wake up every day and you listen to one of these little young rappers, especially these young rappers nowadays, man, a lot of these motherfuckers is like serial killers. This nigga Tay K, this nigga like a serial killer. I seen some shit the other day. This nigga in jail right now. He done started his own goddamn gang called the Rugrats. And who the fuck makes a gang with rats in it? That shit weird as hell. But yeah, uh, they say he allegedly shot and killed um, uh, what I think. A police officer or something like that and he beat an old man to death 
what's what's the other boy name? Melly from uh Florida. He uh allegedly killed one of his homeboys and is tied to shooting a um police officer. They're investigating his gang for it. Man, these little rappers is like little serial killers, dog. But if you if you sit around and listen to shit like that all day, it ain't gonna get you nowhere. Like even if you listen to Future or Young Thug all day. Man, them niggas don't be rapping about shit. All that Mike Drip, Mike Swag. Bruh, that shit ain't getting you nowhere. Like, it made me feel so good. I was watching The Breakfast Club the other day, and Offset was on. If you haven't seen that interview, please go watch that interview. I thought The Breakfast Club was about to fall off, but that interview really, you know, showed me something different. Um, Offset basically did his whole interview just talking about personal things, talking about how, you know, I'm... I'm I'm tired of rapping about all this jewelry shit. I'm a grown-ass man. I need to rap about my family. And his album was called 504, you know, something personal. Man, you got to grow. You got to get better. And with music, y'all stop listening to all that ignorant-ass music, man. Like, when your favorite, okay, let's say your favorite rapper is, I don't know, Rick Ross. Rick Ross comes out with an album. It sounds good, you know, it's real melodic, but it's a message behind it. He's telling you, like, hey, bro, go buy you some land, man. Build your mama a house, you know. Don't don't go spend all your money on all this stupid-ass jewelry because you see us doing it. These niggas is, is mega millionaires, you know. They can spend... They can spend 10000 on a on a chain, on a bracelet. They got, they got more with it. You can't... Uh, excuse me, you can, but you shouldn't save up all your money and go spend all your money on some stupid ass jewelry. That's not what you do, man. You um put your money into something that you can see from it. Most jewelry and cars and shit like that, it doesn't hold any value, man. It's nothing. I don't have to sit here and explain to y'all about guns and butter, but y'all know what it is, man. But yeah, um you get out of what you put in. And as far as music goes, man, listen to some positive, some uplifting. Um, what I've been listening to lately, I've been listening to that two chains, you know. I'ma be honest, um, it's not his best project, but it's a real good project. Uh my favorite track on it is called uh That's Me. <laughs> uh what else? I know I was just I laughed because I know I was just talking about make sure you listen to some positive shit. That's me probably isn't the most positive song on the album, but I just love that song. That shit just, you know, it sound cool. But the first track on the album, he's talking about um something personal to him. You know, it's a real strong message like, man, if you out here doing wrong, ain't nothing but wrong gonna come back from it. He was talking about his friends that had that had kids and they lost their kids. One of his friends lost his kid for his 18th birthday. Man, that's some deep shit, man. That shit really shows you like, man, you know, basically the message I get from it is like, Earlier, I was talking about people being selfish and whatnot. It's like, you can't just live your life for yourself, man. Like, um, I tell people all the time, my biggest fear isn't dying. My biggest fear is dying and leaving my mother hurt, leaving the people that, that really loves me hurt. Me dying, you know, I'm just dead, man. I'm gone, but... You know, you got to live for something other than yourself. I don't, I don't want to put nobody through that. I don't want the people that really care about me and the people that really love me to have to suffer through something like that. I ain't talking about the niggas that got them being my face and shaking my hands and really don't give two fucks about me. I'm talking about the people that really genuinely love me and want to see me do good. I don't want to ever have to put them in that. But, you know, it's crazy. Like, I get deep like that, and I'm talking about music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's a lot of other little rappers that, that uh, I might not feel the same way. Like, I might listen to an NBA Youngboy and be like, you know, I fuck with NBA Youngboy. His music sound good, but I don't really get that deep connection to it. But somebody else might get that deep connection to it, and I feel it. I don't disagree with it. Um. I think you should listen to what you relate to, listen listen to, you know, what makes you think. But I can sit in front of this microphone and I can tell you for sure that you don't get that from no fucking Lil Pump. <laughs> I wish somebody would tell me a rapper like Lil Pump motivates them to do anything because he don't be rapping about a bitch ass thing. And if you ain't heard his interview with J. Cole, please go watch it. You will laugh your ass off. That boy talk about all kind of stupid shit that don't fucking matter and all all kind of shit. But since I'm talking about interviews, I want to shout out an interview. Um, Yeah, I want to shout out an interview uh from The Breakfast Club that's probably um 
one of the uh, best uh, interviews the Breakfast Club did this year so far. Um, that Offset interview was probably the best interview they did this year, period. But this could probably be a close number two. They did an interview with Steve Stout. Those of you who don't know who Steve Stout is, um, he was a label exec, I want to say at Def Jam or something like that. And he started his own distribution company called United Masters. Uh, those of you that's upcoming artists or someone that, you know, wants to get into music, anything like that, that is definitely an interview. You should sit down, get your notepad out and do your homework on. He uh, he recently just signed a distribution deal with the artist called uh, fucking NLE Chopper. It's a little it's a little young nigga. He only like 16 years old, but, you know. He makes grown man music, rapping about guns and all kind of crazy shit or whatever. But the little boy had a goddamn, excuse me, my bad. I ain't going to call him a little boy. The young man had a um a, a offer on the table, I want to say from Def Jam, for like $3 million. He turned it down. Basically, he understands the importance of being independent and owning your work, owning your masters, things like that. So he's basically going to own all his music and he signed a distribution deal with Steve Stout. And those of you who, who don't know what distribution is, distribution is like the way you can hear this podcast on, um, on, on Apple podcast app, you know, music, you go to Apple music, you can hear music on there or whatever. So basically what he does is he distributes all the music to all these major platforms, basically almost the same thing a label can do. Uh, probably the thing, that a label can do more than he can is they can pretty much like push you in all these different areas, but he can do that also. So basically what I got from the interview and the research I've been doing over the years about things like this is sooner or later, we, uh, excuse me, not we, cause I'm not an artist, but they won't need, um, labels. Of course, labels are never going to die, though. You know, they own they own records from Michael Jackson. They own records from Prince, you know, shit like that. They'll never die. But as far as the artist goes, young, up-and-coming artists, you don't need no label, man. Um, you're independent right now. You're doing your thing or whatever. You get the right recognition. Um, you can blow from it. Like labels say all the time, like, all you need is that one song. That still goes for right now. I was looking at the Billboard Hot 100 today. Or 200, whatever the fuck it is. And, excuse me, Blueface Tatiana's like the number 11, 11 song in the country. That shit, excuse me, not the country. I think that's the world. But that is crazy as hell to me. Blueface, his non-rapping ass. I know I talk about him a lot on my podcast, but it is what it is. His non-rapping ass got the number one, 11, I mean, he got the number 11 song out right now Tatiana <laughs> that is crazy as hell and I think he signed a deal with um Cash Money West or some shit like that I don't know he has no idea what kind of deal he's in also but shit like that teaches me a lot because as far as his podcast things goes I want to own everything like when I do stuff like this right here I'm basically just adding on to my catalog because what a lot of people don't know too like especially you artists out there um your songs, your your music, your music videos, you know, your interviews, shit like that. That's basically your resume. That's what people are going to go back and look at. Like, you know, every um every week I put a podcast episode out and there's people that listen to that podcast episode and be like, hey, you know, he's he's pretty cool. He's pretty dope. They go back and look at my portfolio, my resume, my catalog, which is all my episodes. Go to my YouTube channel, look at all my um videos that I have on YouTube, you know. That's your resume, that's your catalog. Another thing um I really want artists to know is that um you are a business. I really would recommend that all artists register as a business, register as an LLC, because, you know, if you have the vision, you have the drive to be to be this artist soon, you're going to have to hire people. You're going to need people and you might as well do it now, <laughs> do it now, then then later. And if you need help, I can help you with that also, because I um I haven't even told anybody this, but my next business venture, I think I'm going to be a, a business consultant, man. Uh, I know a lot about business. I know how to start a business. I know what kind of business people need to start. I think I can really help people as far as that goes. But yeah, man, um, this was my episode basically about myself, man. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to have a lot, a lot more uh, good content coming soon. 
Um, I know everybody been hitting me up talking about Slim. You really need a female on your podcast. I have that in the works, man. I have that in the works. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I've been in I've been in contact with like five females, and they all canceled on me uh at the last minute man every last one of them but i'm not mad i'm not bitter anything like that i just wanted to let y'all know that i am working on that and i got a good ass episode plan for whatever female i can get in front of me and we can have some really good conversation so hopefully uh hopefully hopefully next week i'll have a female on here for y'all to listen to man just stay tuned in the end of the month i got a real good ass episode uh plan because a lot of people don't even know that this month is is um women's history month so this month right here i really want to focus on women this month man you know that's what i want to do this month that's why that's what i'm gonna have planned for the whole month i want any female that's interested in being on my podcast please hit me up man uh i'm i'm really Willing to do work with anybody, man. Anybody that wants to do work, hey, I'm here, man. My inbox is open. If if you need my phone number, anything, man, I got you, man. Um, but yeah, man, this is this was just a little episode of me by myself, and I would love some feedback from people. Let me know if you um if you enjoyed this episode, and, and if you would like to just you know hear me go on the microphone by myself for like uh once a month or something like that. But yeah, man. Another episode of Sit Down with Slims, and I'm out.